Hello, everybody. On today's episode of the Loose Change podcast, we are going to be talking about some NHL news, including Hockey Canada, before getting into the Atlantic Division preview, talking about my favorite team, the Leafs, and why they're going to win the President's Trophy. Everybody. Welcome back to the Loose Change Podcast. We got the Atlantic Division preview today. But before that, let's start with Hockey Canada. We'll throw it to Brayden. Brayden, what's the latest with Hockey Canada? Remember how they had a fun? They were skimming some money from uh, registration fees, or at least not telling people. And then well, uh, paying tell off the viewers, sexual... For the listeners, what was For the, the listeners that don't know, Hockey Canada was taking parts of registration fees for players across all of Canada, so it doesn't matter what level you played at. If you played can- hockey in Canada, you paid registration fees. Part of those fees were put into a sexual assault fund where Hockey Canada will pay off sexual assaults because, uh, you know, they do them all the fucking time. So uh, it was a big, big, big blow up uh, across the country when that first came out. Um, it's been in the news ever since hockey Canada has been getting a lot of shit for it. Hockey Canada refuses to take any ownership for it. Uh, there was, I don't know if you guys saw, there was a survey question that was sent out on behalf of a marketing firm for hockey Canada, where they asked people if they thought that everything was being overblown. Um, so mm. they've gone in front of government. They've had to respond to a government inquest. That's with people from all sides of the aisle. So you'd think that they would have smartened up by now. Uh, they haven't, there's a second fund that's been revealed today that they've been paying uh, sexual assault um, settlements out of, and they just continue to be stupid as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they all deserve to lose yeah. their jobs. Honestly, they deserve jail time as far as I'm concerned. Um, hockey but to Canada, summarize, they're being stupid as fuck. Like, for sure. Yeah, I mean, basically they're being combative, on. right? Like combative, yeah. I think is the best word is like, they're not owning up to it. They're going, no, fuck you. It's yeah. our fault. It's not even, it's our fault. It's, it doesn't matter. Like this shouldn't matter. Fuck you. We're in charge. You know, it, it's just, like looking today i was reading the quotes off to you guys before that started um the interim leader right now said that hockey canada has an excellent reputation and that the board does not find it appropriate to replace senior leadership based on what she describes as substantial misinformation and unduly cynical attacks no idea where the substantial misinformation is it's called globe and mail reporting on everything and the cynical attacks are what just insinuating that stuff happened that totally happened like that's yeah. the attacks so mm-hmm. something that actually happened but yeah Braden, basically what you're saying is hockey canada is super heel right now they don't know what they're talking about and everyone's been calling for jobs and they're basically saying that we're not going to be firing people mm-hmm. yeah the the new guy who's in charge there scott's and i can't remember his name but essentially he's like oh well i just got in the job so you can't scott fire smith me. i think yeah yeah scott smith uh he's been there since the colorado avalanche have been a team in the nhl no, not the head, but he's been there for a while. Yeah. So, like, when you you're part like of the that. problem, dude. They, like, they should lose. They've lost almost all sponsorship. They have lost all government funding. Like, they need to lose all money. Mm-hmm. You know, the biggest thing today, I saw a tweet about it, and I didn't think about it in this sense, but it, it really highlighted just how bad it is. You know, we talked about before how expensive it is for kids to play hockey uh, in Canada and just how much of that money is taken away not, I don't want to say how much money is taken away, but how hard it is for parents to put their kids in hockey. Think how much could have been cut off on registration fees. <laughs> just, just to, to not cover. Just to not cover up sexual assault. Like yeah. how many more kids could have played 
or could have kept to like, think could have started their two cents could have been playing hockey right now <laughs> yeah i could be I'm in no, the nhl if it were i've uh i've seen you skate around before i don't know if you had much of a future I, i'm telling you you put me in skating <laughs> as a three four-year-old i'm walking around like mcdavid <sighs> yeah but i mean like i think the most telling thing for this is you know these hearings that they're doing in front of parliament all sides of the aisle are just clowning on these guys from hockey Canada. And how often does that happen? Like you got the NDP, you got the liberals, you got the fucking green party, you got the conservatives. They're all in agreement about how shitty hockey Canada is right now. And that is so telling. You know, it's bad when you agree with the Quebecois. With the Black Quebecois, if you're agreeing with them on anything, you're in a bad place. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if the podcast wouldn't be surprised if Quebecois loved Hockey Canada. I'm sure they don't, but Maxime Bernier probably does, or fucking Pierre Polyver, whatever his name is. Oh, he definitely does. Pierre Polyver. Yeah, but we're not political on here. Anyhow, but yeah, long story short, Hockey Canada's piece of shit. I don't honestly. I I'm starting to think that Canada should be banned from international competition at this point. I don't think that they should be allowed to compete in the World Juniors. Why should they? Uh, like, really, that's why a great. That's an excellent point there, Brayden. I mean, we're not letting Russian athletes nope. come and play. Now, people say oh, the Russian more... Ice Hockey Federation is less problematic than Hockey Canada right now. One hundred percent, dude. One hundred percent. Like that's our, not even a debate. It's not. And if this was happening in a different country, right? If this was happening in Sweden, or fuck, you know what? Let's if the Russians. The states, anything like that, you'd have oh, they'd Canadians, 100% be banned. Canadians would be going, There's yeah. no way that they should be allowed yeah. to play. Like, we shouldn't be allowed. World Juniors should, as far as I'm concerned, Canadians should not, Canada shouldn't be allowed to attend World Juniors. Will they? Yeah, because TSN owns the rights and essentially owns the tournament. And that's yeah, the only reason why it makes money. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not going to ban Canada because financial, but um yeah i don't think canada should be allowed to compete on the international stage at the very least underneath the hockey canada banner i think the whole organization needs to be burnt to the ground um the only way you can get rid of a culture is by you know you can't people can't change the culture that they have in an organization you yeah. have to get rid of people and bring in people with new culture what um, i think yeah so, sorry go ahead Bryn. no it's just fire everybody like fire I mean, everybody today it seems like a new sort of language where they're like playing like the victim now they've been you doing know, it all along this this quote this quote today will the light stay on at the rink i don't know we can't predict that <laughs> it's so they're like saying it's like oh these accusations are going to lead to like less money going into the fund yep. as it should and then because of that now they can't afford to keep the lights on <laughs> i know go I fuck yourself cam sharon i don't know if you guys Ooh, remember him. we're hockey canada <laughs> we he had one tweet out. like about that bullied. And he was just like, oh, yeah, you know, when I was a kid, I remember uh, my favorite hockey cards are the ones with the Hockey Canada executives on them. <laughs> like, it, it, they're so self, they're so full of self-righteousness. Like, they need to be all kicked in the balls. Like, I think that's what we should do. Just one swift kick to the balls, you think, might do what needs to get done? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or baseball bat to them, something. Either or, like, get going. Like, fucking go kick rocks. Like, go Go blow dry oh, puddle. Ooh, watch like, out. Get out of here. Go blow dry a puddle. I actually like that one. My, I have never heard that. Before. Right? <laughs> Amazing. That was awesome. Okay. Uh, go blow a go blow dry a puddle. Anyway, that but that's them. So let's get into our uh, season previews <laughs> on that happy note. Yeah, we just wanted to get Hockey Canada out of the way because we know of our thousands of listeners. A lot of you guys drop off after 25, 35 minutes. So now that that's done. We'll be giving updates as that goes on if we need to. Hopefully, they figure their shit out, but it's Hockey Canada and they clearly have a pattern of fucking up. Not much faith. 
no. And as a, a Canadian who loves watching Canadian hockey, it's a damn shame. I would you know totally understand. It really why. is. I think that's Let's, the best way to put it. You know, it, it's tough stuff. Let's get into it fast because you know, I'm thinking, Kai, it's not going to take long. We're gonna briefly touch on let's let's briefly touch on Gilla or on uh, Aquilini. Okay, uh, yeah. Let's apparently, apparently, he hits his kids. Um, I for one, you know, it, it's terrible. to So see Aquilini, it. I, for those that aren't yeah. huge fans of the NHL, is the owner of the Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> yeah. So it, re- allegations came out recently, and uh, you know, there's a court case going mm-hmm. on right now with his ex-wife um, about child support and paying mm-hmm. for the kids' university tuition. She's saying that he isn't paying the amount he's supposed to. Um, it's come out that none the, of the owner kids of a to sports him. team. Yeah, is not paying university tuition. Yeah, well, it was um, one of the uh, one of his children came forward in the lawsuit, right? And that's where the allegations came all, from. All four of the children, or no, all four, I think three of the children have come forward with letters saying that, yeah, we don't like you. You're a piece of shit. You beat us when we were kids. Um, only one time. You know, I mean, I, are you shocked that a rich Italian has anger issues? Oh, okay. not. But what are we doing? <laughs> You, you no. knew that was coming, Tyler. That's a callback to episode <laughs> eight or nine. Like, I, but the allegations, like, like, honestly, the allegations are so disturbing. Like, it's not like, oh, they spanked no. the kid. It's like, there's one where it's like, he threw a kid against the wall. Like, I don't want to get into him because, like, it's so, like, legitimately disturbing. But no, it's full on abuse. Yeah. If, if they're obviously they're allegations, so we can't say yes or no if they're true or not. I mean, the kids don't talk to him. Wonder why. Mm-hmm. Um, this podcast is not, so against child abuse, too. Like, we, we're so against an, it. This is an anti-child abuse podcast. Um, One of the most anti-child abuse podcasts in the nation. So, well, I don't know. I, I well, wonder don't if the, that point. the NHL is so weak with their ownership compared to other leagues. Like, obviously, it's different than the Donald Sterling stuff at the NBA. But the NBA, you know, they are able to get rid of an owner. I don't think Gary Bettman can do that. They say they're going to have eyes on this and be watching. All we could say, really, then, like, this is kind of where I wanted to leave mm-hmm. is just, like, obviously like we said child abuse is bad we don't like that mm-hmm. and um we'll have to just wait and see what mm-hmm. the NHL does with the allegations well going forward. yeah you know focusing more on the hockey aspect here like this is a huge distraction going into the connect season right like i'm sure on opening night there's gonna be you know sell the team chance i wouldn't be surprised because Vancouver think... fans, especially, are those types of fans that they they would not be okay with their owner doing that. Then they're he's, loud I fans. I mean, he's already a unpopular owner, right? Yeah, exactly. I don't, he's already an unpopular owner. I don't want to phrase it through the lens of is it a distraction for the team because I think that takes away from you know, mm-hmm. like it, it diminishes it to the kids, right? Like that's fair. I, I don't want to get into it from that lens, but yeah, I, I think with the timing of it coming out, there might be enough time that I don't know if we'll see you sell the team on the first night, but if things go badly, we're going to get them quickly. Anyways, now we'll get into the previews. Do you want to touch on the Dory stuff too? No. Or do you want to leave that? No, no. that seems personal. I don't want to get into that at all until everything's officially out. If everything's, yeah, yeah the, if the lawyers don't say stuff, we don't have to say stuff yet, but yeah, apparently lawyers are involved. So I'm not touching that. That's fair. And that is the NHL news segment. We'll probably touch on the Barzell contract, a couple more on the ice issues after this, but that's the off the ice stuff. On the ice, Atlantic Division preview. We've This is our last preview. We got the NHL season starting up, guys, soon up. This is awesome. This is what we've been looking for. We have a uh, hockey pool draft tonight. We have another one later in the week with Stuart. I'm so pumped for this. Stuart, I, you weren't big in the Hockey Canada thing. I'm not sure if you talked to this podcast. How's it going? You ready for the Atlantic Division? And we'll, we'll start with Florida. Do you think they're going to repeat as President's Trophy champions? 
no, I would not be taking Florida to be President's Trophy champions. I, I don't know. I, I just don't. I, I don't think so. Just another team stayed, you know, fairly similar, quote unquote, but they, you know, lost like a huge part on their defense and lost like, you know, their highest point player. So, uh, yeah, just don't think they're going to be coming back as President's Trophy champions, but they'll still be in the top three of the Atlantic Division. I don't think that's much of a surprise. Where are they to win the division to set us up here? Uh, the Panthers to win the division are plus 230. They have the second highest odds of the teams in the Atlantic. Behind the Leafs? Behind the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> Interesting. We'll get into that soon. But yeah, what, uh, a, what a big change, eh? They swapped, what? Am I missing anyone here? They added Kachuk. They lost Huberdeau and Uyghur. They signed Knight. Am I missing anything? Yeah, they lost Mason Marchment to free agency who uh, went to the Dallas Stars. That's big, actually. He was a big contributor to them. For them, um, maybe they lost more than I remember. But they're going to get a full season of Anton Lundell, who on the second half of uh, last year was looking like they could push for the Calder, finish with forty-four points in sixty-five games. Yeah, that was uh, crazy. Eh? Someone like, picked him up in fantasy. I was like, "Who is this guy?" I checked his stats last year. I was like, "Oh man, he's actually fantasy relevant." Yeah, no, he's a center. Like. Um, expect him, I think, to push for that second center line job behind uh, Sam Bennett there, right? Like, it's going to be one or the other. Um, still like the Lions. I think they had a stronger team last year. Um, like, do you like them more or, or less, depending on the, like, with the Kachuk? You know what? That's deal, a great question. Right? Yeah, that's that's right. Are they better here. with or without? I think the consensus would be that they're worse this year. I think I'd agree with that. Yeah, me too. You know, their defense was already, you know, a little bit suspect and losing Uyghur, I think, is going to be a loss for them for sure. And also last year, last year was 122 points. Last year was 58, 18 and six. Like, even if you're talking like really good, they could finish up 115 points and finish seven points back of last year. Like, well, probably be worse, I think. On their points, they're... Their over under is listed at uh, one hundred five point five. Mm. They're over under listed, so that's quite the drop off from what they what they finished with last year. That's about seventeen points less. <laughs> yeah, different coach too. Like I I know people like Maurice. Um, I don't mind Maurice either. I thought he was fine for the least, but this is a team that was riding hot on an interim coach last year, and I don't know if that changes anything. It probably does the coach like the scheme. You lose Huberto, it's a big part of your lineup. I know you added Kachuk. I think this is a team that probably doesn't finish first in the division this year. The, still a playoff team, though. No questions asked. Yeah, well, I don't want to say where exactly where I think. I want to go through the division and give you my rankings. Sure. Um, one but thing do I want you to think ask, they're way worse than last year? No, they're still good. Like They're still just around where they were. Like I don't think it's a significant drop-off from where they were last year. I think 105 points Still an is obvious top three team, right? Yeah, like, I mean, the only thing, like, moving forward, I question if $14.5 million dedicated to your goaltending is the way to go. Um, For right now, probably not. Maybe, like, when you alluded to, the cap goes up in a few years, it could, but... Yeah, exactly, right? But as of right now, um, I, uh, I I like their defense, honestly. Ekblad, I like Montour, I like they brought in. Um, Gustav Forsling, we saw the emergence of. Shout out Jim Benning in the fifth round with that draft pick. Uh, traded away for nothing. Um, Racco Gudis, I like. You know, they have Mark Stahl. See, I'm and, surprised uh, you like Gudis as a top four defenseman. He's got he's good analytics. Oh, boy. He's got great analytics. 
right hand shot. Not have great analytics, does he? This is news yeah. to me. Yeah, he's got no great shit. defensive zone stats. He suppresses chances great. He's really? physical. Like that's an example of a guy who you would think would be like goon level from an analytics perspective, just because like big man. I could have sworn. Didn't, I could have sworn. Did he yeah. used to be like a big goon? Maybe he got he better. Still, like, he's still no, like but goon, like, like, did he used to be like bad and a goon? I think he still is. Like he he still gets that like the red mist of fucking like, and then you know hits a guy in the back of the head into the boards or some shit. But I mean, he also stops shots. Stops uh, shot chances. So, mm-hmm. I mean, when he's done the box, yeah, he's a very effective defenseman. Like, I like Rako Gudis a lot. So, I think this also comes down to you mentioned the goalies. Spencer Knight's a fine goalie. I still think Bobrovsky has to be your starter. He's probably shouldering the load. Is this one of Vesna's or this is one of Bobrovsky's Vesna seasons or is it one of his below 900 seasons? No, he, I think. It's one of the um, other, right? I don't think it's one or the other at this point because I think even if Bobrovsky's playing well, they're going to prioritize Spencer Knight getting some starts. And four and a half million is that kind of what that says we're starting night sometimes, right? I think it'll be a 60 40 split this year. But up to this point, honestly, Spencer Knight hasn't done a lot to earn that starting spot. So maybe this year it changes and then it uh, moves closer to 50 50. But with Bobrovsky's cap, he's going to start at least 50% of the games. Yeah, that's but for sure. I think to win Vesna, you have to start like 75%, maybe more. You got to play like at least 60. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. There's always that argument with the Islanders goalies back when Leonard was great, but he mm-hmm. only played like 30, 40 games. So it's, you yeah. can't really give it to him, right? No. Okay. Yeah. So is there any more points you guys want to touch on Florida? What do you put the over under on Kachuk's goals? Ooh, I actually saw this on the sports book at 37. I take the under. Let's use the sports book number. What do you think at 37? Under, I think 30. If he's not playing with Barkov, then it's, I think it's for sure under like on five on five. How many did he get last year? 50. He he got 50 last year. I think I got 40 or 40. I know he was over 40 for sure. I thought he got 40. Yeah. It was not 50, but yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, I think he'll be like a 35 goal scorer. Okay. Last year he had 42 goals. Mm. He had 34 in 2018 in the shortened seasons. He was averaging about a 30 goal pace. So that tells me through most of his career, he's around a 30 goal player. I'll go under 37 above 30 though. I think we're all settling on. He's going to be about a 30 goal scorer, probably more than 30, right around 32, 33 goals. I think that's fair. I think that's fair for him. What mm-hmm. do we set the line here? Who gets more points, Kachuk or Huberdeau? I think Huberdeau does. Huberdeau's yeah, Huberdo. always been a more like I don't want to say like he is. He's a more offensive player, right? Kachuk yes, brings absolutely. is still a very offensive player, but is going to bring more some mm. you know more defense. He's going to hit, whereas Huberdeau's more of that playmaking exclusive winger. Well, one thing to keep in mind here is you know. Obviously, Florida's made some changes, but Kachuk is entering into like a historically good offense. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, they're crazy yeah. good. Like pieces... that team is no slouch on offense. No, but you have a hundred point player who left that team and was, you know, one of the main catalysts on that offense too, right? No doubt. No but then doubt. they brought and in the... another hundred point player. Yeah, and then also left a uh, high end offensive defenseman though. Mm. Right, like I guess Ekblad was injured a lot of last year too, though. Yeah, and so. they were leaning on Uyghur in that time off. So, sure. 
I, I still like him, but this year. yeah, top for three. sure. We'll yeah. uh, we'll see. Anyways, shall we move on to everybody's favorite team? So Leafs, here we go. My favorite team. I'm actually stunned at how little Leafs talk we've managed to get through this off season. We've just been doing other stuff. Fair enough, but it's it's hockey time. It's going to be all Leafs all the time because they're going to win the President's Trophy this year. Their goaltender tandem of Matt Murray and Samsonov that everyone is doubting no longer need to be doubted. Look at the preseason stats. Okay. Preseason matters. We know how much it matters a lot. And I'll tell you why. Because the Leafs goalies have allowed like two goals combined. Matt Murray has allowed zero even strength goals in his two preseason starts. Four total periods. I am loving the Leafs right now. I'm high on the uh, team. Their forwards, Matthews, Marner, Bunty, and they can lose Tavares for a whole month. It won't matter. I think this team could literally use lose Matthews for the season and still be a playoff team. No questions asked. I think if you lose like Matthews and Marner, probably not. But this team is that good. I don't see why they wouldn't. If you look at the defense, everyone looks at the Toronto defense as if they're shit because they were shit my entire life. But you look at Morgan Riley, Muzzin, Giordano, Brody, Sandy, and Hall. Oh, man, this team is deep. Stuart, what's their point total right now? So their over-under for point total is 107.5. So sportsbooks have them two points ahead of the Panthers. Absolutely hammer it. Why are and they to win the division? To win the division. They're a plus 180. So Plus 180? to win the division yeah i thought it'd be at least 200 damn okay well on FanDuel it's plus 200 so we're gonna go leafs plus 200 to win the division leafs to win the president's trophy Stu, do you have that president's trophy i did not have that up plus 650 second favorites to win the president's trophy i'm just throwing all my money on all these leave futures bet 365 matthews to win the rocket his over under is 57 goals brayden over or under mm. 57 goals for matthews under under that's way too high now i think he scored matthews... 60 and 73 last year yeah and he had to score at a historic rate to do so like i like matthews he's and i think he's player. got the talent to... he is and i think he's got the talent to hit 70 it's just like right to do that year in year out that's your money ask. your money is on the under if you were that's, to put money I, on it yeah that's what i mean right like to do it year in year out and not even that like do i think he could push her 70 multi multiple times through his career hit 60 multiple times throughout her career yeah do i think he could do it two in a row like in his prime in the mid-20s just like still, gretzky lemieux crosby did, did not score like that but like score in their historic pace it's did not like they would have a historic pace and then stop and then historic pace and stop like Ovi's had multiple 50 goal seasons strung together. Not asking a fit multiple 50s. I'm saying did he put two 60s together? How many 60s does he have total? I don't know. Well, um, I think that's what I mean, right? So 52 57s, yeah. like he could do it for sure, but my money's no just because like he just did it two in a row, especially. Like I think of it odds wise that way. Like I, he'll be around 55. Like if I had to put a bet, I'd put it right on 55 on the dot, but I think it's just as likely he had 70. But really, uh, like, I know this is sorry, Stuart. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, I looked it up. Alex Ovechkin only has one 60 goals over six. <laughs> 60 now, goals it's actually season. crazy. It's Matthews already the better him, goal right? scorer. All right, <laughs> but honestly, uh, looking at no, 
I no. know. We're not going to get into that. We're not going to get into that. Maybe <laughs> in a decade. He's had one 60 goal season. And He's not there yet. Yeah. yeah. Maybe in a decade we'll talk about that. But honestly, with Marner, his over-under of points, 94. Oh. If you're talking about a Leafs bet that you feel locked in, he's usually Hammer. very healthy. And from January on, when he got back from being healthy, he led the league in points per game over Connor McDavid. I think here's my here's my hammer. Guarantee Marner's gonna hit 100. I think Marner's gonna hit 40 goals this year. I mean, every single year he scores an extra five to ten goals. Who's Marner scores? Dude, he's always scored at a 30 goal pace. You're gonna tell me that Marner can't pot an extra 10 if he's always scoring at 30. I think he's got a way better shot than he did when he was 19, 20, when he showed up. And in the he's league. using it more. That's the big thing, right? He wasn't using as much. Like, remember when he first came in, like every two on one, like was, it also used to suck. Like it was I, I wouldn't use it. Either. Yeah. Like that's what I mean, Stu, right? Like it was so easy for the defender to defend on a two on one with Marner. Cause like you knew he was going to take the pass. It was and like, it still Henrik worked Steen. a lot. Like, you knew what was going to happen. He wasn't going to take a shot. Um, now he's a dual threat, man. Like he lets the slap shot go on occasion. Um, one guy who I'm excited to see, Tyler, you, you're preluded base there, right? Or, uh, you mentioned their preseason. What are we thinking of, uh, Nikki Bobby? Nikki Robertson. Um, you know what? So here's the, let's, to answer that question, I'll set this up. The least roster build, the defense solid goalies question mark. Sure. But we have our goalies figured out forwards down the middle. We kind of have everything solid. We don't have a second line left winger. Who is going to be our scoring winger? We have a bunch of checking forwards. Fine. We have a top line. That's great. We have Willie and Tavares. They need a second line scorer to be an elite team, to have two first lines that they need. Can Nick Robertson be this guy? It's kind of been the question about Robertson. And I think with the preseason, you can honestly say again, maybe, but you don't know. Uh like he's got to beat out Adam Gaudet, who you know Canucks legend, like pretty tough. Kid's nasty with it. Um, but no, I mean Robertson's over a point per game as in the preseason. Like his skating's not the best, but like neither is Tavares. So it's not like he's going to be being out skated at that line or not be able to keep up. Like he's able to score. He scored at every level. I don't see why he won't do it at this level. Um, and he's, he's been be derailed by injuries. If you're thinking he's going to play with Tavares, and Tavares is also not that fast. It's like he's taking the Mikheyev spot, right? Yeah. Which you want someone speedy. Yeah. You got Nylander as the third guy, though. But uh, it, to me, I don't know. You, you need a scoring winger. He can score. I mean, if we want to look historically, who I don't know who the third guy in that line was. I'm going to get my ass kicked for it. Well, I guess Lemieux was the speedster, but like it's not like Yager could skate that well, right? Like guys find ways. I think goal scorers find ways. I thought to Young Yager was like really, really fast. No, no guy had lead feet, but he had magic hands and big body. Um, I mean, fuck, look at the Canucks. Look at Besser. Besser's not a good skater. Like he's average. I think that's what we can look at Robertson as, right? Like, but Besser's not. I don't think him. he's bad. Like I think he's average. That's fine. But yeah. Like he's an average Besser's also skater. just not a great player in my opinion. I don't know. Besser. I don't know. We'll see. How many times are we going to talk about Besser being a 30-goal scorer before he's a 30-goal scorer? I mean, he's always on a 30-goal pace, so uh, every time. 30-goal <laughs> pace every season, and he's yet to get 30 Sinjured! goals. So I don't know. Sinjured. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, uh, you want to talk about 30-goal scorers, transition back to the Leafs. Nylander is almost good for 30 now. Everyone yeah. kind of agrees with that, right? Yeah. I think... That's okay, awesome. Here's my, we have like here's... four guaranteed 30-goal scorers on our team. I'm going to give you two takes right on the Leafs right now. Number one, by Christmas, the Leafs, 
they will they will make the playoffs. I think they're going to finish top of the division. But that being said, looking at the schedule, I think by Christmas the Leafs are out of a playoff spot. Um, number two, I who's think- getting fired if that's the case? Nobody. Dude, oh, I don't think you can hammer like Sheldon Keith doesn't get fired, but like if you can do it, because like he's the favorite to get fired right now, and you're throwing your money away if you do it, man. Like that guy's not getting fired mid season. You tell me Dubas is going to get rid of his boy. No, Bro, that's ride or die. Only way you're Keith not goes, seeing the Leafs miss the playoffs by just they're not going to be out of a playoffs by in December. It's I think the so. Leafs, are you kidding me? Like, no, let's I go think through they have the an roster, extremely, dude. Like, I think they have an extremely tough schedule paired with questionable schedule. goaltending alongside this is the an NFL extreme... who cares yes, about the schedule <laughs> typical Toronto fan doesn't care about the schedule unlike us Canucks fans um this was like 112 top... points last year okay who's the toughest division in all of the NHL probably the Atlantic there you go you answered my the answer the question that this you year you play your that. teams the you play your division the least amount you only play each team three times yeah, so exactly so those other divi- those other teams are going to be fucking feasting on the other divisions See, what? fucking cops are after you because you're calling me dumb. No, I don't understand what you mean. Like, so th- because the divisions harder, if the divisions are playing each other more often then they're stealing points from each other. Right. But if you're playing other divisional teams, does he outer te- divisional teams, you're able to take points and it's just going to pop, 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 pop. So if you're playing teams out of your division more and it's tough division, then all the teams in the division are going to have more points. So why so would I the Leafs not have more points? Why is their will. schedule harder? Look at the travel and the teams that they're playing. It's longer road trips to start compared to more at home. You win when you're at home more than when you're on the road. That's just what it is. doesn't matter how good you are. That's always going to be the case. I'm so, all cool with you having a hot take or two, but do you yeah, want to like on this a, one? That seems like a totally reasonable hot take in my opinion. Yeah, dude. And Fair when enough. I say out of a playoff the spot. The goaltending is a big one. Yeah. Can I bet spot? on it? Oh, what no. I'm saying. They're t- Oh no! Be a fun little bet. A playoff spot with three games in hand. What'll they do? Like it's going to be overblown, and then you're going to see a huge thing in the media here. But yeah, I think they're going to be looking a couple points, like literally two wins out of a playoff spot come December. And I think Ilya Samsonov uh, takes over the starting role. You think so? You yeah, think, think Samsonov's going to have a good season, like a really good season? Yeah, I think January he's your starter. I think wow. that's a fair thing if you believe that the Leafs are struggling out the gates for two and a half months, three months, four months, like. Fine, then yeah, probably Matt Murray's lost his starter role. But I don't even think they're struggling. I think they're playing well, and it's just due to a strong division. And you know, here's the th- here's the thing: if you out of go a playoff five, spot is so not wild card as well. You're like, out of a playoff, so ninth or again, the like two points out of a playoff spot. One win is not like really a big deal. But that's what I'm looking at. And here's here's my question: right, is when we're talking, um. Oh my fucking god! I just lose my train of thought. Like when I'm saying that they're out of a playoff spot here, two points here, three points there. Like there's going to be games in hand. Here's what I was going to say: If are you in a playoff spot if you go 500 on the season? Yes or no? Yes or no? no. I'm not asking. No, thank I you. Know. Okay, if you're on a road trip and you go 500, how is that as a road trip? Eh. That's okay. a good road trip. That's a decent road trip. You go 500 on a road trip. That's pretty good. You went three and three. If you're not the Leafs, it's not. I don't. I like. We can do these hypotheticals for sure. But like, I'm just look at the team. It's Austin fucking Matthews. It's Mitch Martyr. We looked at the defense. I don't care if there's question marks at goalie. I, it's absolutely a hot take to believe that they wouldn't be a top eight team in the East at almost any point in the year past like week one. Honestly, like they're that good. I, 
they're the second favorites to win the cup, second favorites to win the president's trophy. It is absolutely hot take to see the Colorado. If, if Colorado was out of a playoff spot, it'd be crazy, right? Well, it's the same thing. for okay. One thing I got to say about the betting odds is they're bumped up because they're Toronto. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Not they're not, they're not they the are. second best team in the league. They're not the second best team. In the league. We'll see. I think I honestly, here's my thing. I, I think they're going to win the president's trophy. I think they're easy, not easily going to win the division. I think they win the division this year. I think that's the bar for the lease right now. And it's, yeah, if I they're think the below the playoffs, be it's way win a lower. Playoff round. Sure, I mean, sure, that, is the, that is the bar, but you can't obviously that, the bar. take that bar this right now. This is the regular season, though. This is <laughs> we To win a division or to win the playoff round, it'd be best if we won the President's Trophy. We play the worst team that way. Yeah, but here's the thing. It's going to be like last season, where guess what? The regular season doesn't matter. Every loss that they have is going to be overblown, and it's going to be, oh my fucking God, the world is melting, and every win is going to be, well, good. They fucking should. Nothing matters until the playoffs. It's like that last year. It's like that this year. Whatever we say, really, it doesn't matter of us arguing because Kai's right. It doesn't matter what happens in the regular season. It doesn't matter if they win the President's Trophy. It doesn't matter if they sneak in as the final wild card spot. They need to win a fucking playoff round or Dubas is gone and he should be gone. I like Dubas. I want I'd want my Canucks to fire uh, Alvin and Rutherford the second Dubas hit the market if he was available. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you need to fucking win. You have five years to do your vision. He's had five years. Win around. Yes, but also it absolutely does matter where they finish in the regular season. They can't just finish eighth, and that mm-hmm. would be terrible. You need to finish first or second or third, or hopefully I first. I would almost I need to first. well, yeah. I mean, I did. I do think one thing that they learned from last year is the benefit of finishing first in the division is so key because then you avoid Tampa in the first round. That's kind of what I'm saying, right? Like, Not they, this, yeah, this is the bar, and they need to go for it. So that's why October and November games for the Leafs they do fucking matter this year. And but you know, but okay. So last to, year you don't in the division. We have to talk about the regular season. I guess you finish first. But... Last year you finished first. So who do you get? Florida or Carolina? So much easier than Tampa. No, right? no, no, no. That's, that's not the second that's round. Round. That'd first. That'd be the second round. You played Washington. Is yeah, it Washington, Washington or Boston? Okay, no. I guess the division. I got to make it. Or yeah. Boston. Yeah, I wonder how that one would have yeah, gone. They need, they need, they need, like, the, they need the to be the best series. team in the conference, <laughs> I think, to be honest. Because they want to play that bottom wildcard team. I mean, obviously, any team does. But, like, but then looking I this think year, Toronto, I... like, the most might realize how important that is. Mm-hmm. As now. I'm looking now, yeah. I'm going to get going. So, unfortunately, I'll be gone for the rest of this. But I think it's safe to say that the top four, uh, this might be a little pre, pre-com. But, like, it's going to be Panthers, Maple Leafs, Lightning, Bruins. <laughs> What? I blacked out. Wait, sorry, what, wait, sorry what, what did you say? I said, like, you know, I'm getting a little teaser here because we're going yeah. to reveal what I think our top four is. So we could call yeah. it a bit of some, it's some pre cum. But <laughs> I think it's going to be the Panthers, the Leafs, <laughs> and then Lightning Bruins, right? Like, that's everyone's top four. Mm. That's what the top four of this division is going to be. That's who's going to make the playoffs. So wherever you finish in that top four for the Leafs, like, yeah, you're getting one of those teams and whoever the wild card is, maybe out of the, uh, of the Metro, but if the Atlantic sends five or, you know, a lot more with the wild card, depending, I don't know. It's strong division, strong teams. You're going to have to deal with somebody good. For sure. Um, fair, fair enough. To me, I, for sure. It helps, right? Like I'm not going to yeah. discount that. Yeah. I, it I'd obviously rather does play, help. That's the thing. I'd rather Washington. play them. I'd rather play Washington. Than exactly. Tampa, exactly. But mm-hmm. I mean, we also can talk about how, Oh, you, you know, oh, you got a home team advantage too. Like that has happened to help the leaps at all in any of the past game sevens. Right. Like, I don't know that, that I think they're a good bet to win the president's trophy. Those odds that you just said for the division, I'm, I am going to go put money on them to win the division. 
Um, but yeah, I think they're, I think they'll be on the outside looking in by a couple of points come December. And I think, uh, Sam Sonov is your starter moving uh, into the new year. Mm-hmm. Those are, those are two good hot takes. I like those. Yeah. On the last thing, I'm just going to say this before I go. Uh, one, I love you guys. Number two, uh, I need to get my digs in first. Sens are being in competition. Uh, looks like they're hot to get Chitrin, eh? It looks like they're the favorite. I think they'll get Chitrin. But um, Sens fans, you're not making the playoffs. Sorry. Even if they get to, even if they get Chitrin? Well, they're not willing to trade Pinto, a fucking third-line center at the moment, <laughs> for uh, a top-two left defenseman in the league. That's so fair. Okay. I guess you're not, uh, not going to get him in the first place. But even if you do, you know, let's say they find a trade for him. Um, I don't, I don't think so. They need right D help. It's another left defenseman. So you're putting someone on the left to the right. They lost Talbot for two months too. So the goalie that they just got, the goalie they just got from, uh, who was it? Colorado there following your line there, Tyler, you said that Matt Murray hasn't lost a game in the preseason or hasn't let a goal in that guy. They got Hepberg or whatever his name is. He hasn't let a goal in either. So he's on track. Him and Murray will probably be going up one for one for the Vesna. They'll both be probably. nominated for sure. But Thatcher Demko will win. Anyways, thank you, everybody. Uh, have a great listen to the succulent voices of these boys. That's enough pre-cum for me for you guys today. Bye now. <laughs> he always does the sexual voice when he does the exit, eh? Mm-hmm. That was a great intro, sign-off. He always does the sign-offs just with a little bit more oomph in the voice. Mm-hmm. Makes, it doesn't, makes me not want the podcast to stop. No. Um, all right. Is that enough leaves or you guys want to give your two hot takes? My takes are that the Leafs are the fucking bee's knees. I don't think that they're going to be missing the playoffs one bit. I think I they're going to start hot, stay hot, and they'll probably finish with 118 points. They finished with 112 last year. Give me three more wins. Yeah, I, I don't have anything interesting to say about the Leafs that hasn't already been said by either us or literally well, do anybody you agree else in with the world. Me or them that like this is a panic button. Is Sheldon keeping it fire? Are they going to miss the playoffs? Like, no, no, that's going to happen, the, obviously, the, the, right? I think the panicking happens in, well, I mean, it, it comes out of their goaltending when the panicking happens. The defense and the forwards won't cause Yeah. Panic. It's just their goaltending, which is what everyone says. It's like, it hey, is, you know, it's the Leafs goalies. It's, they're always question marks somehow, and they're a bigger one this year. That's about it for the Leafs season. But <laughs> their defense, like you said, Tyler, is probably the best it's ever, like, it's been in years. Like, yeah, Dono on the third line, dude. Come on. Yeah, it's. They're they're great. It's just goaltending. If you know both goalies by December, like Braden says, they're out of if they're out of a playoff spot in December and both goalies have like a nine oh three and nothing better, there's a little bit of panic starting to set in. Mm-hmm. I think. And then but obviously it doesn't matter until the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's all speculation, right? But just with their goalies, you know, who's gonna steal a game for you? Because they're not gonna win every game like five two, five three, right? Like you're gonna have to win those two one games. I suppose so, but like, look at what Colorado did with like Kemper and Frank Coos. I don't think anything. Kemper and Frank I think Coos. that Kemper's better than what the Leafs have. Fair enough, because everyone's super down on Murray, but I'm just, I'm one of those guys. I'm just a believer in him. He won two Stanley Cups. He's really young still. And I, he, you know, he it is the best for, defense uh, the Greyhounds. he'll have in years. It's the best defense I'll have in years. So, you know, if maybe it's not as many high danger chances as he was facing in Ottawa, mm-hmm. then, you know. I mean, you watched he... him win two cups, too. Did he win any yeah. games? Did he steal any of those games in the playoffs? He stole a couple, but, but like those runs, like Here he can go. do it. Yeah. It's just, well, I mean, he, he had a 930 one of the runs and then a 923 the other one. So, <laughs> I'll take Can he that. do that again for sure. Probably. 
If but the Leafs can play as good as the Penguins free. did, I don't see why they can't win a cup like the Penguins did. We'll see. Bill, pretty similar. Sort of. I, not really. I, I get that he's not been great. He's been playing in, behind Ottawa. He's been very injured. And mm. I, I just think goaltender is already voodoo. If you put a league average goalie behind the Leafs, I think he'll be okay. And I think Murray has the potential to be better than a league average goalie. Yeah, so during the regular season, I think, I mean, we can go on and on and on about this, but during the regular season, it'll be great. You know, like yeah. they'll they'll get the wins that they have to with what they're playing, but is he going to steal you games in the playoffs? And he's going to have to in the playoffs. Yeah, and that's why I think they really need the President's Trophy because, okay, let's look at the standings. We did the, our Metro projections last week. We, a lot of us, picked Devils 4. Stu and I think both picked Devils 4. Mm-hmm. Yep. Brayden picked Devils too. Yeah. So if if that happened and the Leafs won the President's Trophy, they would play the Devils in the first round. Who instead of Tampa Bay. And that's why they need to do that. So for sure. You don't need to steal a game against the Devils in the playoffs. You can in the round two, yeah, you do. But like give me the Devils. That's not even the Leafs long. problem. It's just round one. Yeah. But we're gonna hurt ourselves, but it's the Leafs, so we have to get ahead ourselves. All of, we're gonna do it all season long. Wait, Tyler, um, what do you think of uh, Aston Reese? He's great. Love Zach Aston Reese. I think he's probably a third liner on the Leafs already. And once they get the cap space to sign him, he's going to get signed. I can't wait. We're adding a whole bunch of Stanley Cup winners to our team. Can't wait to win another one. Go Leafs. On to Tampa Bay, who's won two Stanley Cups made to a final. Beat my Leafs in seven games in the first round last year. They finished with 110 points in the regular season. One of those teams that could literally lose point Kucherov, Stamkos. If they don't lose Vasilevsky, they're making the playoffs and they're making mm-hmm. the top three spot. It's it's basically once they get there. And we were talking about the Leafs could finish anywhere. I disagree. I think they need to finish in the President's Trophy. Tampa could finish eighth. They don't care. They just need to get in the playoffs. 100%. Yep, that's... 100% correct. They don't give a shit where they they finish. They'll probably win their first round series regardless. I mean, let's go forward defense goalie. Goalie, I think we all agree he's best in the world, if not top two. But I think we all agree he's the best in the world, right? Defense. Yeah. Do they not have like a top three, top five defense in the league? I mean, they lost McDonough and Ruta. Yeah, I mean, currently they've got Cal Foot slated in as a top pair D-man, but he is with Hedman. So right, that helps. Yeah, you um, yeah, like McDonough's a loss, but they have good depth. Um, forward Chad, depth right? still there. Chernak. Yeah, like they still got, yeah, Chernak's unreal. Uh, Ian, Ian Cole's Cole. not bad. Great third pairing defense. Yeah. For a Stanley Cup team. Mm-hmm. That's what Absolutely. you want. Yeah, so defense, I think top five in the league. So building from the back, top five. And then you get Stamkos, Kucherov, Point. They added Nemestikov, Kalorn, Nick Paul's there. Like, they got Corey Perry in the fourth line. Mm-hmm. This team is stacked. They'll probably walk injuries aside. They'll walk to a top three spot in the division. They could easily win the whole thing of the president's trophy. Yeah. That's I'm surprised that they're have, they have the third best odds to win the Atlantic, to be honest. Like they're a plus two sixty to win the Atlantic, which is a behind like, Leafs, Florida behind Leafs, Florida. Yeah. Which I think mm-hmm. is a little surprising to be honest that honestly, they're not second, if not first. 
or tied with about the those long playoff runs that actually slow a team down? Is that just a rumor, Kai? Or you think that will actually have some effect in the Tampa team early in the season? The fact that they had to go, go through three long playoff runs in a row. I mean, you think it would catch up with them at some point, right? That's what everyone's um, been saying. They do seem healthier coming into this season than they have in years past, though. That's true. I, they're stars up top, right? All healthy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Also, and that sure. that argument for me is kind of bogus at this point for Tampa because they've made three straight finals. If it was really starting to catch up with them, I feel like it would have mm-hmm. caught up to them this season and they wouldn't have made the final. You know? Yeah, I mean, you look at like the Stanley Cup hangover thing. Um, it only tends to affect some teams, right? Like Lightning, they've clearly, they're obviously well-coached, well-managed. That stuff doesn't seem to affect them because they're just there for business. Yeah. That culture, man, it's something I envy. Everyone taking deals. I think Colorado will kind of be the same thing where it's like, you know, you got McKinnon, he's not letting anyone eat carbs. So, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) that's that's so true. Just there for game time. You go to Um, buy a soda pop, there's nothing there. It's a soda stream and it's just club soda. There's no flavoring. God. Fucking Fiji water or something. (laughs) So this team, Stu, what's the over total on their points then if they're uh, plus 260 in the division their points are over under 103.5 so two worse than florida four worse than toronto right and, we're and last at year last year i thought they were at 104 last year not ah, 110 oh weird okay athletics saying 104 oh <laughs> sorry no that's what the model had them for okay never mind oh i see okay never Good mind models i love it so, yeah they went 51 23 and 8 for 110 points. Yeah. You're telling me that this team's not a, a top three team in the division. Basically every year, a top three team in the division means 104 points, 105 mm-hmm. points. I think this is our loose change lock of the week, lock of the month, lock of the future. All of us agree. We are putting our money on Tampa Bay over 103 and a half points, right? I think so. Yeah. They could lose Stamkos, Point, Kucherov, any combination of the few. With Vasilevsky and that deep of a team, they're going to sleep to 100. Mm-hmm. I think the loss of Palat isn't going to matter too much either to that team. So like he was back soon. Yeah. And like Nemestikov was already on Tampa Bay before. And even if he slots into that first line role, like it's not like, is he as good as Palat? No, but it's, I don't think it's going to be that noticeable of a difference. As long as he four checks and goes to the net, you know, mm-hmm. how, how are they doing for and Kucherov? Who cares? I love Palat. Yeah. How are they doing for cap space in the short term? It's like cap over space. by a mil. Yeah, uh, yeah, something like that. They're uh, they're not doing too good, but you know, it's Tampa. Right. They'll put someone on IR and be fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sorelli's there right now, so they'll probably be okay. <laughs> see. See what I'm talking about? Sorelli mm-hmm. on IR for a week. Yeah, I mean, I think that the Lightning are one of those teams where regular season just doesn't matter for them. Like they're gonna make the playoffs, barring something absolutely freaky happening. Like they're gonna make the playoffs to be a top three team in the division. And then it'll just come around to business time in the playoffs for them. Like they've, they've got what it takes, obviously. And I think with a lot of the other teams that they're competing with, they are going to need that momentum during the regular season to build it up. I think lightning just needs to squeak in. Yeah. That's fair. The lightning just might not care. Right. I think they need to get themselves to care because they just need (laughs) home. They just need to give themselves a chance. They could finish eighth. It won't matter. Because that's the thing, right? It's like they're one of those teams where they've played 20-something postseason games three years in a row. 
how do you get them to care about game 25 of the regular season? <laughs> That's tough. You know, they're yeah. playing at, at the Coyotes or something, right? Like, how do you get up to that game? You yeah, don't. So do you just have the Coyotes that game? If the odds are like the Coyotes plus every time they play honestly, Tampa, uh, the Nick Ritchie on the first power play Arizona mm-hmm. Coyotes. I don't know, man. I don't care how asleep lethal. they are for the game. <laughs> They'll probably still kick the shit out of the Yotes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. All right, so that's Tampa Bay. We'll see in the playoffs. Please don't play Toronto round one. Boston Bruins are a team that could easily sneak past the top three. They, mm-hmm. they could do it. They finished with 107 points last year. They added Krejci back. Bergeron's back. Marshawn should be back in a couple months. McAvoy should be back in a couple months. So they have to get through those injuries, but you still got pasta. This is a team that has Taylor Hall added in the recent years. They've added Lindholm. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about their goaltending? with Swayman. Can this be a goaltending pair that can push them into the top three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, goaltending is definitely a question for them. Um, so. But we're looking at this team here. The Bruins are a team that all these models are loving. Like the athletic, mm-hmm. I'm looking at them here. They've got them above Tampa. They've got them at a 103.7 point projection. S- step down from last year, which was 107, but still very solid. Um, Obviously, you get Krejci back. Bergeron comes back out of retirement, which is huge. I think that was that was the step for them. It's like if Bergeron doesn't come back, I was ready to put them team... out of the playoffs. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah this... I completely agree. Yeah, yeah, like this team, I was not ready to believe in whatsoever without Bergeron. But with Bergeron, you still got a solid decor with like McAvoy, who's a stud, and now that that first line with Marchand and who's with Marshawn, Pasternak, and Bershon, arguably the top first sign in the leagues back together. So we'll see. Could easily see Jonathan Taves requesting a trade over to Boston. Ooh, okay. Couldn't you guys see that? Yeah. Where does he play? What, third line center? Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be something. That would be something. It, it just sounds like thing. something that would happen just to fuck me over as a Leafs fan. <laughs> yeah. At least play... Boston first round, Jonathan Tate scores just five hops goals. over the ice. You're like, he's on the team. Just signed the PTO last week. I don't know. <laughs> um, I think the only thing that's going to keep Boston out of the top three in the division is the injuries that you mentioned, Tyler. Yeah. I think yeah. without those injuries, I think I'd probably have them in the top three. But with missing McAvoy and Marshan for the extended period of time to start the season, mm-hmm. I think that's just going to be what keeps them out. Yeah. Grizzly the too. other teams at the top three are yeah, even Grizzly. Yeah. They're they're just missing too many good people to I think contend with Florida, Tampa, and Toronto. But if they had all those guys, I mean, I'd probably be pretty comfortable putting Boston in the top three, opposed to one of those teams. I think 100% healthy. McAvoy's a top five defenseman in the league, and I think Marshan's a top five left winger. Mm-hmm. So you add those and, players and to the team. Yeah. a top five right winger, right? So uh, oh, sorry. Captain. yeah, those are those are the uh, yeah the injuries we're talking about there. But for them, I think the biggest wild cards. How long is McAvoy out? Two months? Three months? It's, it's a significant December, amount of time. December, January right? is yeah. when he's yeah. projected back. So, is Hampus Lindholm good? That's the question for them coming they into the season. paid him like he's great. So, hope so, <laughs> for their sake. I yeah, think like him they, with Carlo will be pretty good. I think it'll be yeah. a good pairing. But they, they're going to be a top two pairing. And they can that can those two eat 25 minutes a game? 
And then it comes down to can Swayman steal a couple of games for them if not? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't mind their tandem. They kind of proved last year that when one's kind of gone bad, the other one's ready to step up and try to take the starter role. It's Allmark, so, right? The other one. Yeah, Allmark and Swayman are their two goalies, mm-hmm. and I I like both of them. I have. They're not like amazing. Like neither of them are, you know, top ten, but they're probably like mid, like like around fifteen ish, maybe twenty. 20 mm-hmm. best goalies in the league. So And Swayman is super young. Like Swayman is going to be turning 24 in November and oh. he posted a 914 in 41 games last year, right? Yeah, like that's So if he takes a small step forward, next thing you know, like we're talking about a top 10 goalie here. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm scared of the last Bruins, year, man. Almark had a 917 last year yeah. in 41 games. And That's he's really 29. So, I mean, can you really count their goalies out? I don't think so. So, Brayden yeah. was saying earlier about the Leafs that he thought that the Leafs could be out of the playoff spot by Christmas. I don't think that's going to happen, but I could easily see Boston being out of the playoff spot by Christmas. Add Marsha and McAvoy to your team, add Taves a month later, and all of a sudden you guys go on a, like a 14 1 and 3 streak or something. It's Boston. Yeah, I mean, They're going to make the playoffs. It kind of feels that way. It's inevitable, right, Stu? Yeah, they're 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 gonna squeak in with, I mean they'll they'll trade whatever at the deadline too. They know it's their last. They know it's their real last year of contention because Bergeron's probably retiring. You know, is Krejci really gonna play more than one season if Bergeron's you know leaving after this one too? Mm-hmm. So at the deadline they're adding. Just a, it's a matter of what if it, is it Jonathan Taves? You know, it just comes down to that. But in December I could definitely see Boston not in a playoff spot and like Ottawa instead or something like that. But They'll finish the season in a playoff spot, a top wild card, if not somehow in the top three, barring a huge injury to one of the big guys on like Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those all, all four teams we've gone through kind of feel like a lock for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. These next four teams we go through won't be. Yeah. I mean, I must say just one last thing on the Bruins here. This might be the last year that we see the Bruins as a true contender. And I, for one, I'm really happy about that. Oh, I've had enough of them. all three of us. So we got a Vancouver Canucks fan, a Leafs fan, and a Penguins fan. <laughs> we do not like the Bruins. I would say we said some pretty complimentary things about the Bruins right here. It's actually, yeah, for a podcast we that nice, has but... a podcast, we have a podcast episode called the Anti-Bruins Podcast. That is a top three listen to podcasts of ours of all time. Um we just said a lot of good things about them. Not one of it's, us said they're going to miss the playoffs. It's a, it's a mutual respect, you know? It's like, I fucking hate you, but I have, yeah, you've earned the respect. I hate <laughs> you. We'll see you in April. Yeah. I think also, just quickly, Pavel Zach is probably going to, I think that he's going to have a real good year on Boston, leaving New Jersey. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I didn't even know he was I think on he's going to, yeah, he got traded for Eric Howla. Oh, that's, I think that's right. A pretty good trade for Boston. And yeah, I think Jersey he'll got definitely, that. he'll help definitely help out a lot while Marshan's out too you know like that's i think he's gonna have a real good season i think that's a that's a fantasy player to look and picking up late so let's take a look at the standings 122 for florida 115 for the leafs 110 for tampa and 107 for boston last year <laughs> the next team because we do this rankings in ascending order are the sabers what the Sabres finished higher than Detroit and the Senators last year? I had no idea. Granted, I actually forgot that. So Buffalo that had 75 points. <laughs> Buffalo had 75 points. Detroit had 74. And Ottawa had 73. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. 
you know, so Buffalo, those, those first four teams that you said, crazy high number of points for all four of those, like top four teams in the division, all above 106 points is insane. The least franchise record before two years ago was 105. Like that's, that's insane. Yeah. Um, so what I think we're going to see this year is those four top teams to come down a little bit and mm. the next four teams to come up a bit. Cause I think Buffalo is going to be improved. I think Sens are going to be improved. Red Wings are going to be improved. Canadians are not going to be improved, but that's okay. I think Canadians are improved by their coaching being different to start the year, but that's about it. Yeah. They won't go with 55 points, but they might finish with 65, which would still put them right near last in the league. Fuck the Montreal Canadiens. This is a good question. I get asked a lot. Who do you hate more, the Bruins or the Canadians? I think it's the Bruins, but it's so hard to say that. It's the Bruins for sure. Well, well for me, the Bruins are still good now too. It's because like, the Canadians, I just, I don't respect. In the regular <laughs> season though, I hate losing to Montreal more than I hate losing to Boston. In the playoffs, we don't release. I, the Boston Montreal's not painful. there. So. Well, <laughs> the, they, they beat Toronto a couple years back. Let's not forget that. In the right, so anyways, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, so Buffalo they signed Paige Thompson, who better be a goddamn superstar based on how much money he's getting. But yeah. from what we've seen, he is. I love Paige Thompson. I'm super in on their bet with him. Jeff Skinner is all the way back. They lost Eichel and they gave away all their demons with it. Their rebuild is in full swing. I fully expect them to finish with about 80 points this year. A slight improvement from last year, but I think they'll mm. look better during games. They're uh, they're over under set at seventy eight and a half. Boom! I just nailed that. Eh? I think yeah, they're right around that. I think they're right around that. I don't see why they're gonna have a ninety point season. That would be crazy. Mm. And yeah. I don't like they're probably too good to finish with sixty five seventy. Yeah, yeah. I think around eighty points is spot on, Tyler. Like I think they're gonna take a small step forward this year, but nothing crazy. That def- that uh, goaltending and defense is still incredibly not good. Um, Owen Power will be a huge addition to that D, but beyond that, you know, it's Craig Anderson in that. Oh my God, is that still their starter? Yeah, Craig it's Anderson? Craig Anderson. So, Jesus. does he have a just black mask by chance? Because that's the only time that he's really good. <laughs> that's like a seven-year callback for anyone that knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> So, yeah, Buffalo, I don't know if we want to get too deep into it. I think we all agree they're around an 80-point team. They didn't make huge additions, but this is a rebuilding team. They hopefully win high in the draft lotto. Mm. Yeah, you know, all like they're hoping for... Go ahead, guys. Oh, no, sorry. It's okay. You go ahead. No, all right. you. I said all... <laughs> we're we're too say... polite. I was going to say all they're hoping for is near the bottom of the standings, but all their young guys come forward and play, and that they're a fun team to watch. That's exactly. That's, that's essentially what I was going to say. You know, like they got Payton Krebs, they got maybe Middlesack can finally take a bit of a step forward. Tage Thompson, you're hoping for a little bit of progression from him. Dylan Cousins, Jack mm-hmm. Quinn, Rasmus Asplin. Like they've got a lot of skilled young guys who you're looking for to take a small step. And then I think with Owen Power stepping in, the team 80 points, I think seems fair. And honestly, for Sabres fans, this is a fun year to watch. Like I enjoy obviously enjoy competing way more but i enjoy watching a team with young guys mm. trying to get better like watching the 2016 leafs when they had eight rookies in their starting lineup that was one yep. of the most fun regular seasons i've ever watched and the team just has good mojo around them now right like you removed the cancer that eichel was from that lineup 
And now it's just like, it's positivity, right? Like, you know, that, that season they had last year where they did take a step forward. Totally. If Eichel was on that team, he would have still been shitting on them and making them feel like crap. Absolutely. Cause he needs them to be a playoff team right now, but you're Buffalo. You can't, I get you haven't made the playoffs in over a decade, but you can't just ruin your rebuild. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. It was a great play for them. I Look at what they got back. Like they got a couple decent players, decent pieces back. Mm-hmm. Any more on Buffalo Stu? Uh, I mean, I'm going there December 9th to watch them play Pittsburgh, but that's about all I got on. Buffalo. Ooh, nice. That'd be fun. Yeah, looking forward to that. That'll be a fun game. Hopefully, Crosby's healthy for that one. That's Get what I'm really Crosby for. And Malkin and yeah, hopefully they're all there. So Detroit is the next team on our list at 74 points last year. One behind Buffalo, one ahead of. Ottawa. So they're all clumped together, really. But this is a team that made a bunch of signings and a bunch yeah. of improvements in the offseason. I don't have them all up in front of me, but off the top, off like the big ones are Stu. You want to go in? Looks like you have uh, big ones. I are David Perron. They added, they added uh, Vili Huso. They added Andrew Cobb, I think, right? They added mm-hmm. Ben Sherratt. Yeah. Uh, Oli Mata, obviously, Stanley Cup champion. Huge ad. You know, I, I think that's mostly the... Dominic Kubalik. Oh, right. Kubalik, too, is a great bet for them. Yeah. I... You add defense. You add forwards. Like your goalies goalie. are Huso and Nijelkovic. Those are a goalie a year for the last two years. <laughs> this team is a lot better than they were last year. What's their over-under on yeah. points? Um... Detroit's sitting right now over under points at 84 and a half. Uh, 10 point jump from last year. It's, it's pretty good. Um, their odds to win the division are plus 3,000. So mm-hmm. six That's not worst, happening. which is, is not happening. Probably should be higher, but you know. What about odds to make the playoffs though, Stu? Because really that's what we're talking about when we're talking about the Detroit team. And if you're looking at that, it's plus 310. So right. Vegas giving them a 25% chance, maybe 22% chance to make the playoffs. Do you guys think it's it should be higher or lower or about 20%? I think it's a that's about fair. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under on that point total, but just slightly. Like I think they're gonna be around that, but I'm putting them at closer to like 82, 83. I think they'll be slightly better than Buffalo, but not quite enough. Um, I think a huge step forward for this team would be um like playing meaningful games in like February, pushing for that last wild card game. I wild think, card I, Sorry. yeah, I, I, yeah, I, agree. I don't yeah, think yeah. they'll be out of it until, you know, like mm-hmm. kind of start of March. I think they'll be playing actual hockey that people yeah. care about. Ultimately though, like you're looking, you're looking at this Eastern conference race. I think it's going to take close to a hundred points to be a playoff team in the East this year. Honestly, yeah. yeah, we just did the Metro the Metro last week. Yeah. How is Pittsburgh Rangers and Carolina not getting 100 points each? Yeah. It's like the the East is really good this year and um you know I just think that's too much of a gap for them. Um mostly because of that decor. Besides Cedar, it's it is pretty suspect. Yeah, they, it, it is pretty suspect. Their defense is pretty rough. What they added to address it, we're just not fans of. Like, neither of us are huge fans of Sherratt, right? None of us are. Mm-hmm. And I think Olimata is a perfectly serviceable um, fill-in defenseman. I think, like, I think as a good third-pairing defenseman, I think he's like he'd be great. But where they're at, they're asking him to play top four. 
Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, we'll see. they're a team that should finish with a a bit above Buffalo. If they finish one point behind Buffalo, I wouldn't be surprised. I think they're still clumped in that rebuild, and they're firm into it. Like they know they're not fooling themselves. They know what where they are, and they're going to be okay with eighty points. Yeah. But you never know. Another another solid progression year from Raymond and Cedar. This could be a team to watch next year. Both of those guys were finds himself teams. again too. Mm-hmm. So that's Detroit. Moving on to Ottawa. This is another team that had huge additions, probably way bigger, and probably won the offseason. We kind of all agreed in the past episodes. They added Giroux, added to bring it into their top six forwards. Like mm-hmm. that's a huge injection into your top four. You signed Stutzla, you got Batherson, Norris, Kachuk. This is a top six and bottom six that I could see making some noise, scoring a lot of goals that they could probably finish in the top 12, top 10 in goals scored in the league. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I must say, you know, I'm happy Braden is not on the podcast here as I do have a Senators fan in the room with me. Um, so I'll watch what I say. Heated. <laughs> watch what I say. But I mean, that top six is, you know, is there a better top six in the league on paper? Um, if is I'll question that because no, because other first lines are so good, but their second line could be the best second line in the league. Mm-hmm. Are they the right? most fun top six in the league, though? They look like a pretty enjoyable top six to watch, like all of those guys. You know what? I might give you that. <laughs> the Ottawa Senators could be one of the most fun top six. They're a fun team. No, they're not a real team, they're a fun team. They're they're a fun team on their way to being a real team. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Kathy, is there input you want to put into this? Ottawa Senators, Kathy, guest starring on the Blue Change podcast, first time ever. No. You don't have any input. No. Where's Braden? He has a double date. I see. Perfect. Is there a reason we kicked Braden off the show as we specifically discussed the Ottawa Senators? It was just scheduling. He he's got a girlfriend now. A happy coincidence, if you will. Yeah. Sens are making the playoffs. You heard it here first, folks. Do I have statistics to back it up? You don't need them. No. You just, just got blind faith. faith. Just blind passion. There you go. Just faith and passion and um, a belief in Anna and Olivia Melnick. And um, things coming together for us. Mm. All right. Well, we have the uh, Ottawa Insider on the pod. How are they going to get past the Campbell or sorry, the Talbot injury? Uh, they they have Forsberg and Helberg. Not sure who that is. They as goaltenders, is that going to be a problem on their way to the playoffs? Mm, Forsberg was very serviceable. I think in his thirty eight career NHL games, he didn't look half bad. Yeah, I mean, last year he was uh, he was very serviceable when Matt Murray, made of glass, Matt Murray uh, was injured. I think. Injuries notwithstanding, he's kind of just needed the opportunity to become an NHL starter. Uh, do I is. think he's necessarily there yet? Who knows, right? Probably but not. these are the opportunities that he needs to be given to shine. As fortunate as the circumstances are, I think there is definitely potential here to make DJ Smith's difficult, uh, decision difficult when, when Talbot comes back. I mean, uh, Forsberg was my fantasy goalie last year, and he was pretty great for me in that second half. Damn. 
I guess you're in a two goalie league at Forsberg. Two goalie year. league, and uh, we count saves for part of it. So obviously, when the wins aren't there, you know, which they I think he's getting shelled. Speaking yeah. of fantasy, my fantasy sleeper pick of the week, or not? Yeah, your fantasy hockey draft's probably coming up soon. It's on this team. Maybe not a sleeper, but I'm reaching for this guy in my drafts. I think he's going to finish as a top three fantasy defenseman. That's Thomas Shabbat. He's going to have an unbelievable year. He already gets 30 minutes a night on a defense that has literally no one else that's worth playing in the power play spot with an improved forward group. I think Thomas, Thomas Shabbat could easily finish with a point per game, maybe 15 goals. Draft Thomas Shabbat as one of the best fantasy defensemen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm totally with you there. I mean, years past, he's always been a very serviceable defenseman for fantasy. Better than serviceable. Oh, yeah. yeah top four. You know, like, he's not, not going to like four, move but... the needle a whole lot, but it's like you should, you'd love to have him in your team as maybe not your top defenseman, but like a second. Hatter drafts him as his number two every year. Yeah. And then this year, you know, he's playing on an unbelievable power play. So. Sorry, excuse those sirens. They're coming for Braden and his senator's hot takes. Yes. Um, and who's the Shabbat play with Zoo? Or yeah. yeah. I think that reminds me a lot of Carlson playing with Mathot, where Mathot was a lot quieter, didn't show up on the stat sheet as much, but was able to allow Carlson to make those offensive minded plays while holding down the four on the blue line. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I said, it just kind of reminds me of Shabbat. And that's something that, you know, Shabbat, um, Shabbat hasn't really had that guy until last year where he's always had to be an incredibly responsible defensive defenseman. Now we can go out, walk a little. Yeah. It creates the space for Shabbat to create offensive opportunities without worrying about defense being a liability going the other way. Mm Um, Okay. Yeah, so Kathy, obviously you have them make the playoffs. What um, uh, What do you guys think? <laughs> I there, think out of blind it? faith. I mean, it is a challenging division, so I, I understand your hesitations. But well, again, like I, I don't see them beating out Tampa or Toronto. Yeah, I think Florida is a wild card. Uh, Florida's a wild card Not, this year. Like I, you know, we're gonna yeah. go over our rankings at the end. Um, not necessarily I, a wild card team, yeah. but just like a wild card. Okay, fine. I'll leave. God. <laughs> Thank you, guest Kathy. That was awesome. Ottawa Senators fan Kathy joining the um, podcast. She um, is big on the plus 200 wagon. I've been daring every Senators fan I know to do it. I text them every day. They're plus do 200 it. to make the playoffs, eh? Yeah. Bet it. I dare you. Lose your money. With Without the Cam Tablet injury, it's not super outlandish oh no i th- honestly here's the thing i said in podcast previous mostly to annoy senators fans i think detroit will finish higher than the standings i do believe ottawa finishes fifth behind the florida boston toronto tampas of the world mm-hmm. fair enough right because they yeah. have the talent they made the biggest improvements their point total probably reflects that right sir where are they to get uh this season uh 80 80- Five and a half points is what they're set at. Projected yeah, I'm going to take the over on that. Right. I'm going to take the over on that. I don't mind the over Give on me that. Give 89 points for the guys. Honestly, I like, that, yeah, I think they're pushed. I think they're fighting for a playoff spot at the end of the year. I think they're in there. Like I had New Jersey as fourth in the Metro last week. I think they're right there with New Jersey and, you know, probably Washington fighting for that last wild card spot. 
I'll say the Battle of Ontario is going to be fun this year. Some Ottawa Toronto games, I will want to go on because could you imagine Kachuk, if they played Kajuru, Come on. Hmm? Imagine if that was a first round matchup. Ottawa squeaks into the eight spot and the Leafs win the President's Trophy, like you've been saying. Wouldn't that be something? And then the Leafs finally win a playoff round for the first time since they beat the Senators in 2004. That would be special, Stuart. It's like it was written in stone. Or they lose to them and then they're just embarrassed and their whole <laughs> that team gets would be fired. So here's the thing. So bad. Oh my Do God. I end the podcast and my Leafs fanship if the Leafs lose to the Ottawa Senators in round one? Probably. Because <laughs> I don't think I could live... I, if, you, if you have Kathy on ever, I would have to... I would just shrivel up into like a ball. And she'd yeah, just like, be saying... Like, what, what could you say, you know? Nothing. I would have to be a Senators fan, and I don't want to be. <laughs> Just please, Toronto, win this year. I think they're going to, though. I am back on the wagon. Let's go, Leafs. If Matt Murray doesn't do that, what I'm saying he's going to do, which is going to be a Besna candidate, though, I'm freaking out inside. Hopefully, we play Ottawa or New Jersey round one. On to... Wait, I guess. Okay. Senators... Detroit, Buffalo. We all pick Sens one. Detroit two, Buffalo three. I even think it's like Senators are. I think Senators are in their own tier in that Atlantic mm-hmm. division. Wow. I think yeah. there's like through the top four. Then there's Ottawa, which is kind of in between them, and then Detroit, Buffalo, and then you know the last team we haven't touched on. And our last team, the Montreal Canadiens. They finished with 55 points last year, but we're surprisingly somehow way better with uh, their second coach even though they still finished with 55 points. That's how bad they were to start. I don't think they're a great team. They lost a lot of pizza. They lost a lot of pieces. They lost Petrie. They lost price. Mm -hmm. They added Shane Wright in the draft at least. Oh wait, no, they didn't. They drafted (laughs) that other guy that they're very disappointed in preseason so far. So that's not going to do great things. Uh, Cole Caulfield will probably score 30 goals because Marty St. Louis unlocked him somehow. Yeah. And Other who else that, is going to score? He's yeah, my fantasy sleeper. Score? That's for sure. Okay. He's, he's a good one. That's for sure. If he even is a sleeper, because I feel like everyone probably has him up there. But... He's kind of hyped up, eh? Yeah. yeah. But he will score 30, you think? Yep. He's going to be fantasy relevant with a 30, 30. And he was, he was a point of game with St. Louis, right? Was he? Yeah, that's he was pretty big really good under too. St. Louis. Yeah. Wait, is Mike Matheson a fantasy sleeper? He's going to be on their power play. He has to be, right? <laughs> He's their only NHL defenseman. He's <laughs> their only NHL defenseman. He's got to be on the power play, right? Man, Jake Allen getting signed again, eh? It's literally like a contract saying, hey, can you just get be our meat shield for pucks? Just get pounded by pucks <laughs> with a very bad defense for the next few years until we're good. And then he's just like, uh, make start. does it start with the four? He's like, oh, we'll make it start with the four. And then he's like, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, that's essentially what it is. It's just enough money for him to make it worthwhile. Because <laughs> I, I do not envy his job at all. It's going to be a tough one. He's going to have a terrible a time. Yeah, hopefully they don't win Bedard. I would be pissed off if Montreal wins. <laughs> that's probably my least favorite team to win. That's like in the running right now. Like I definitely I think don't I'm want just Boston cheering against Chicago. Too. I'd rather Chicago win than Montreal. Honestly, I just don't want Bedard to make the Montreal Canadiens better than the Leafs. The Leafs already have to deal with Tampa in their division. They don't need another good team. (sighs) Okay. 
the Atlantic division. We've went through all the teams. Now let's do our rankings. Mm-hmm. I'll start with you, Stu. Give me your playoff teams. And then we'll do my, full rankings after my playoff teams. Yeah. Well, I think we're all going to have the same ones in Toronto. Order ten, oh, in order then. Yeah. One to four. Like we did last week with Metro. I was, I was going to pick Tampa at first, but honestly, Kai kind of saying they're not going to care about regular season games. Kind of made me realize they probably won't. So I'm not going to pick Tampa at one. Fair enough. I guess I'll take the Leafs at one then. Cause I don't like Florida at one. So I'm going to go Leafs one, Tampa two, Florida three, Boston four. Yep. Kai, how about you? So I'm going to, I don't even know if it's a hot take. Actually, I don't think it's a hot take at all. I think that Atlantic's going to have five playoff teams. Metro's going to have three. And okay. I think it's going to go. I think Leafs are going to win the division. I think Lightning are going to come second. I think Florida's going to come third. Bruins are going to come fourth. And I think Sens are going to come fifth. Wow. You think the Sens make the playoffs over like the likes of the Devils or Capitals or Islanders? Yeah. (laughs) The centers to make the playoffs. We got one. We got one on the podcast picking it. I love it. He said it. It's recorded. He said it. I said it. Only somewhat coerced. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, I'll take Florida at number three. I'll take Tampa number two. I'll take the Leafs one. Boston's number four. I'm not in on the Senators yet. I'm in on them getting over their point total. Not in on them making the playoffs. That's fair. I mean, me saying that, it does require one of those teams in the Metro taking a big drop back from where they're projected. You would need the Capitals to fall off, which is what we kind of all projected to happen, though, in our last week's episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the other ones I don't really care. Like, we all kind of agree we have Ottawa in that tier above. It'll be Detroit and Buffalo afterwards and Montreal at the end. That's our last preview. Four episodes of previews, four hours of previews going into the season. I can't wait for all of them to be right and in two months be post posts of them. Man, I'm so excited for the season. It starts Friday, right? It's bad. like a technically eh? regular season game on Friday? That's right. Yeah. Right, because that's the game in Europe, right? Yeah, they're two that's... in Europe between Nashville and San Jose. Bangers. What banger games those are going to be. Fucking NHL, man. I fucking okay. hate the NHL. Why are they picking those two teams to pump up the league? I mean, sure, like, I understand for preseason hype, you get Josie playing in Switzerland. That makes sense. Like, the entire arena was in Preds jerseys. Like, that's that's good marketing. That was awesome. But season opener in Prague? between predators and San Jose sharks who the fuck cares you'll be seeing like many different jerseys in the home crowd like there'll be exactly. blues, cheers for everyone the like crazy why is, why Austria right oh the that's not, is, wait Czech Republic wait, sorry never mind Czech Republic I think you're right that Czech. regular season yeah. game is probably gonna get less viewership than like preseason games that are on on the same night mm-hmm yeah, because they like Leafs have a preseason game. The I Leafs think, are going to play on the preseason, the... and those are going to get more views than Nashville, San Jose. But what's but... more important, you know, <laughs> the Leafs preseason or any other NHL teams during the season? Mm-hmm. Okay, one thing I showed on the NHL that I saw going around uh, this week was like those board ads that like change during play or whatever. Oh, like, I hate that. Animated. 
Those are terrible. Atrocious, right? So distracting. It's impossible to look at. They better not animate like that during play. If they change during periods, you know, whatever. I don't give a shit. But they better not change while play is going. I mean, I'm pretty sure I saw videos of it changing during play. Yeah, yeah that's I've what I saw that too. Yeah, that's what I saw too, and it makes me really nervous. But there's it's, no way yeah. they can do that, right? Like, well, I think it's probably uh, timed, and they they are not going to wait for plays to end to do it. Yeah, how yeah. annoying is that going to be during replays? They go from a Pizza Nova ad to like a car insurance ad. I'm like, uh, no, thank you. It can already so, be hard to watch the puck as is. Like for, I watch hockey all the time, and sometimes I still lose it. And then there's a board ad changing on the other side of the rink. I'm like, oh shit! Oh, Gatorade ad, sweet. Oh, where'd the puck go? What do you guys like, think of adding tracers to the puck like they used to? No. On the screen, have a a tracer. How about an option? How about an alternative channel with one? Hmm. I I, I mind it. For people I've watched the games with, like I've watched the games with like Hannah's grandparents and. I'm telling you, it would help a lot of people if <laughs> it was just people knew where the puck was because it is hard to follow sometimes, even for someone like us. Um, NHL news, other than the Atlantic preview, we got the Barzell contract, $9 million, <laughs> o- over $9 million for yeah. eight years. 9.2 times eight. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. I guess that's what it would take to get someone to buy in on the Islanders for eight years, right? You needed to pay him a lot. He's... Yeah, but the problem is, He's not really a superstar, though. Yeah, we kind of touched on that last week, right? When we were talking about the Islanders. Like, is he a a number one center on a Stanley Cup winning team? Is he a number two center on a Stanley Cup winning team? Yeah. Is he a number one? No. You'd need a lot of good pieces around him for that to be the case. He's He's not the franchise guy. All of us are down on the Islanders this year. They had a terrible offseason. Mm hmm. All they did was fire Barry Trotz. <laughs> <laughs> and then they uh, had a bad season and then got worse. Yeah, well, I don't really care about the Islanders. Fuck the Islanders. I, I'm so glad Jonathan Tavares is on my team. I hope you guys never win a cup. They're also <laughs> one of my least favorite teams. Yo, same. Um, anything else going on in the league? Now. Let's cut it off. We did a Not long episode. It was a great episode. Next time we'll have Braden back. Um, well, have you guys seen? Well, to end it, have you guys seen that Dahmer season or the series on Netflix, the Jeffrey Dahmer thing? Dude, I'm watching it. Season three, or not season three, episode three. He has a pizza. He's making toppings, human noses. It was a Dahmer nose pizza. Did that actually happen? Like, did he actually do that? <laughs> no, it was a Domino's pizza. Oh, you're just making a joke. Okay, I was fuck. just making a joke. <laughs> you, you get it? Like, Domino's? But it's uh, Domino's.